Hello and welcome to Cup of Tea with UHB Charity, a hospital charity podcast that focuses on inspiring stories from our NHS staff and patients from across our hospitals in Birmingham. I am your host, Ella Igledon. Make sure to tune in each Friday for a new episode. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, please send an email to charities at uhb.nhs.uk. I would love to hear from you. Welcome back to a brand new episode. This week I'm joined with the fabulous Opal and Opal Plus team. This team has a very important role in which they prevent unnecessary hospital admissions by assessing patients in their homes. In total, Opal and Opal Plus has helped prevent more than 10,000 unnecessary hospital admissions of older people living in Birmingham and Solihull during the last 12 months. The patient stories is what, like, you just know you're doing a really good job when we had um, a patient that was 100 years old um, that we were able to keep at home just before Christmas to celebrate um, Christmas with his family and not have to convey him to hospital because all he needed was a course of antibiotics. You know, we, I spoke to the daughter directly actually in, in that scenario and it brought me to tears because she was just so grateful that she was able to have that precious time with the yeah. father that no one can offer and, and, and you know, no one can take away now because we, we've given it to her. In this episode, the team discussed with me what their roles are all about and just how rewarding being part of this service truly is. Thank you for joining me, I really appreciate it. Shall we start with some introductions with you guys, whichever way you want to begin? A little bit about you, how long you've been in the trust. My name is Abhi Gupta and I'm a consultant geriatrician. Uh, I've, I've been working in the trust more than three, four years now. So I initially started working as registrar as an SD5 level and then I moved from one trust to another. So I took up the job as a consultant in UHB uh, in the year 2020. And I've been working in Opal as well as Opal Plus for the last one and a half years. Uh, I also look after an intermediate care unit, which is Norman Bauer Center, one of the intermediate care units in Ladywood. My name's Sammy Orjla. I'm the Opal Plus project manager. Um, I've been with UHB and in this role uh, since November last year. Um, it's a 12 months of comment, um, so it concludes um, November this year. Um, so my substantive place and where I come from is uh, Birmingham Healthcare Community Team, sorry, um, where I'm a clinical operations manager for the Learning Disability Division. Um, prior to that, I've got a qualification of, of a qualified nurse so I've been working as um, ward manager for AMU um, at Good Hope and Ward 24, which is a respiratory ward at Good Hope as well. I'm Matt Hodgetts. Um, I originally started with UHB in 19 months ago. Uh, originally from finance, as a group finance manager, looking after healthcare of older people, stroke and uh, division seven. I then have been now currently on the 12 months of comment to the ED transformational team um, looking at community alternatives working very closely with Abby Sammy on the Opal Plus expansion. Wonderful and talking about Opal and Opal Plus do you want to explain what they both are and kind of the difference between them? So Opal uh, is a is stands for Older Person Assessment and Liaison Team. It has been in UHB for more than five years. Initially started at Queen Elizabeth and then it expanded to other sites including Good Hope Hospital, Solier Hospital and uh, Birmingham Heartlands Hospital. So, older person assessment liaison team usually proactively 
the team usually goes and looks after patients who are old in emergency department and acute medical unit and all the sites. Uh, usually what we do is in the morning when the team comes, the team is consists of doctors, nurses, therapists, as well as therapy assistant. It also has a group of social workers. So what these teams do, they proactively go in the morning and look uh, and pick up old patients who are in who have come overnight in emergency department as well as youth medical unit. Then we prepare a list and then throughout the day we go and proactively look at them, do an uh, assessment and then try to sort out the acute problems. Our first uh, and most important work is to try to get them home as soon as possible so these people are not deconditioned while admitting to hospital. Opal Plus was started about December 2019 mm -hmm. when we felt that the ambulance queues were increasing in all the emergency departments. So what we felt that we could do uh, assess patients while they are still at their home with the help of West Midlands Ambulance Services. So uh, this was started initially with few paramedics and these paramedics were attending patients at home. Then uh, they were assessed by the Opal team, which mm -hmm. is based in QE through a video consultation. And we were assessing them uh, at their own home and trying to either refer them to community services to sort out the acute problem or streamlining their admissions to different hospitals based on their clinical assessment. Mine and Matt's role, um, as far as Opal Plus is concerned, is actually expanding it and making it much more usable mm -hmm. uh, for our community colleagues um, and also looking at how we can support the patient out in the community vastly even more than what Opal Plus already do with different associations, with um, assessment areas within the hospitals, within the trusts that we work with and with our community colleagues, any additional support that they can offer out there. So we're building those um, alliances and, and associations with, with those teams out in the community. Mm -hmm. So it's well recognised in UHB the benefit of having a Opal Plus service. Yeah. Um, when we started in post, it was between 35 and 45 patients per week mm. were calling through to this Opal Plus service, of which roughly about 73 to 75% of uh, patients, we were, the Opal Plus team were able, through multidisciplinary uh, teamwork and with work with the paramedics, to keep those patients in their own home yeah. and avoid conveyances and offer a much better level of care in that patient's home. Mm. Since we've been in post and through the hard work of, of Abby, uh, the Opal um, team, and our one colleagues, we've seen those numbers rise to roughly around 68 to 70 mm. patients a day, so almost double, while still maintaining that 70 to 75% non-conveyance rate, so keep those patients at home at that same rate. Yeah, yeah. So we doubled the amount of patients that Opal Plus have managed to, to reach out to, which benefits not only the, the, the EDs mm -hmm. at the different sites in terms of their capacity, but in particular the patients who don't have to come in and can be, be kept in their home yeah. and treated. Yeah. Uh, this is useful because, as you can imagine, the pressure that all these patients will be creating in different emergency departments has been drastically reduced mm -hmm. because these patients are now being managed in their own homes, which is much better than coming to a hospital. Plus, those patients who need to come to a hospital, they are already getting assessed by the Opal Plus team uh, prior to their being conveyed to hospitals. So they themselves know that what initial treatment they're going to have and what will their plan be. So the sense of anxiety visiting a hospital by these uh, patients would 
be lessened because mm. they already seen a clinician and the MDT team prior to coming to hospital. So we currently um, um, have associations with BCHC and the early intervention care team, um, which you know, we're very grateful to, to use their resources because most of most of our patients, we do end up referring to those services yeah. where they can offer community support to the patient to be able to keep them at home. So whether that's therapy needs, whether that's just a visit or a checkup or, or um, more interventions, they, they are available to do that for us and we work very closely with those teams. We now have associations um, where we're also working closely with the urgent community response teams out in the community. Again, that falls under BCHC, but we also have the psychographic response team, which falls under UHB, that we are also working very closely with, where we are offering our services as Opal mm. Plus to them and vice versa. They are offering their services as community support to Opal Plus so that there's collaborative working. Um, and it's almost like a beautifully close circle between the care that we offer the patient. So between us all, yeah. we're able to offer some sort of support to keep that patient out in the community. So with the, the old, when we started on this project, um, Opal Plus mainly dealt with paramedics. The paramedic would turn up to a patient's home and these patients are on the cusp of whether they need to come into A&E mm. or not. And where Opal Plus is, having an MDT team with social workers nurses, consultants, um, occupational health, they're able to offer a wide range of options, plus with the support from BCHC to keep that patient yeah. at home. But what we, we realise is there are some patients who BCHC will go and visit, then realise, oh, they, they need ambulance support. The ambulance would come up and then call us. And we thought, well, why can't BCHC directly call us if we can keep those patients at home mm. and that's what we're currently doing now so at care homes out in the community as part of the rapid response work um and oh, was there another one for me yeah in addition to that i think we have association with the community mental health team as well okay. so we have collaborated with one of the mental health unit in uh, dington so what we do is if the any patients in in that unit needs uh, hospital admission or a physical health review, then they could call the Opal Plus team and then we could do a consultation with these patients. Primarily, this is done to avoid the physical health deterioration. Uh, mm -hmm. And usually these patients can be dealt at their own place rather than conveying to ED, which will be obviously not well for them because conveying a mental health patient to hospital involves a huge effort mm -hmm. because you need one-to-one -one nursing, you need transport, and again, you need the reduced anxiety. So I think the initial data, we see that 90% of the patients that we consulted were managed in their own unit rather than needed to be conveyed to the hospital. I was going to say, Abby, yeah. you told us a story of the patient that yeah. happened recently. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really powerful of, of the work that Opal Plus did. Yeah, the, uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the patients recently a patient uh, with dementia uh, the patient was very became very acutely aggressive and you know had some needs that needed uh, urgent attention mm -hmm. so through the opal plus we were able to get the cmht which is the community mental health team review this patient this patient was at an intermediate care unit so it's the same day they were able to go and visit this patient and prevented admission to an emergency department, they were able to 
review the patient, suggest a new medicine. The medicine was able to be prescribed by the Opal Plus team. Mm. So the patient didn't need to come to hospital. And again, through non-patient transport, we were able to convey the medications to the patient. And so the patient had an assessment in their own environment where the patient was actually, they had the medication delivered to them at the appropriate time. Mm. And more so, they didn't need it to come to the hospital. So overall, through collaborative working, we prevented an admission. Yeah. Plus, we kept this patient in, the, in, in her own environments. And that really helped. And I think it's really important to highlight that as a project team and a clinical team, we're not just driven by the data and statistics. We mm. are actually driven by stories like that. Yeah. And we actually do go back to these patients um, and speak to them about their experience with Opal and Opal Plus and our community colleagues and actually highlight that and share that, that good feedback as well. So it's not just about the numbers with our team. We do actually look at the patient mm. individually as well and see, and see how it's helped them and their families. So we're... From a personal point of view, my, my grandmother was diagnosed with um, vascular dementia mm. and she was prone to falls and, and, and water infections quite often. Um, this service wasn't around because she was in Worcestershire. And every time that she would get conveyed to a hospital, she would come back and she would be confused. She, yeah. would, she would recognise her surroundings and it would take quite a lot of time to set her back down into the house. Having the ability for quite a few of the things that she had to be treated in her own home would have meant that confusion would have been elevated and I wish that she could have experienced that yeah. service which I suppose is what drives myself personally in this project because I think the outcomes are speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I guess that leads me on to my next question quite nicely actually like is this the type of roles that you're doing is it something you always wanted to do or was it as you've just said, inspired by having a family member that's gone through something. Did you kind of, when you were younger, is this a type of industry, type of profession that you wanted to end up in? Or have you kind of gone different routes? <laughs> um, this might not sound so clinical, actually. Um, for me, the project manager's project manager role um, is sort of like an amalgamation of what I've wanted to do mm. I've been in the clinical setting for 14 years before I started to just look what's outside yeah. of, of a clinical role um, but what I didn't want to do was lose those 14 years of skill and knowledge of looking after patients interventions that we offer the acute medicine side of things but I also knew that from a personal perspective and, and domestic reasons I didn't want to do ward work anymore so I, I think for me this actually uh, amalgamates those those two things that actually I'm still able to use my clinical knowledge yeah. um, and um, use that in the project and pushing it forward and what's doable and what's not doable, where do we become sensitive, where do we really push this through to actually um, try and see things happen for the patient as well. So for me, project management was never a, a, a dream. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that I was aiming to do. Fell into it quite accidentally um, because it offered me... Um, a job that would actually use my transferable skills, mm-hmm. which I think demonstrates that nurses don't just have to nurse, no, doctors don't just have to doctor. There are other roles out there where we can use our knowledge and experience of looking after patients and caring for them um, in a different way that's actually probably might even be more beneficial than what I was doing before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a clinician, I think I uh, I wanted to work with own people, hence I chose this specialty. Mm. And my interest was basically working in the community. So that's why Opal, Opal was the job which I uh, went for initially. Yeah. But with the invent of Opal Plus, which is collaboration with so many community services, uh, which is which is what I wanted to do in the future as well. So as Opal, as you can see, Opal Plus is working with different community sector and 
in the future is going to expand more with the use of new technologies that we are collaborating with. Uh, and working with old people is so good because uh, you can um, you, because if you do a small change in their functionality, that can improve drastically in their quality of life. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives me towards working with old people. What is the kind of age range? Is there a specific age range that you deal with? In the in the hospital for Opal, it's older person assessment and liaison team, which is essentially old people. Mm-hmm. But we don't restrict ourselves to age. We yeah. deal with complex uh, patients uh, who are in the acute medical unit as well as the emergency department. For Opal Plus, Sunny, for yeah. Matt. So uh, the criteria for, for Open and Open Plus is 18 plus with complex needs. Okay. Again, a bit like what um, Abby has said, um, the team don't want to, or the service doesn't want to restrict itself yeah. and exclude certain um, clientele. So it, it keeps its age quite broad and actually the needs of the patient quite broad. Yeah, so where the Opal team um, have been really successful is helping those patients who need additional care that can be delivered in their home. Mm. So the majority of those patients are more elderly patients, but there may be those who are younger who just need a bit of social care support have, and are not able to, to get, see, get to their GP and their condition has, has escalated slightly, but Opal Plus is still able to issue drugs to their home yeah. and, and solve those problems there. Yeah, as Matt was telling you, like young patients, like if they have a minor illness or fall, which are, does not need coming to hospital, or they are called 999. Mm. On the paramedics field, they just need some medications, which will help them in the acute phase. And they have nobody to go and get this medication from a GP or to a, and the GPs don't have. Then they try to, I mean, they contact Opal Plus and be able to do the consultation and deliver the me- physical medicine to them rather than prescriptions. So these medica- medications are delivered via Opal Plus service and in collaboration with UHP Pharmacy so that we can get through non-patient transport and they don't need to you know, wait for prescriptions or mm. send somebody to GPs. To. So that really helps yeah, that actual medications are delivered to them. Mm-hmm. And do you want to describe what a typical day is like in each of your roles, if there is a typical day, but what, what types of things happen in a normal day for you guys? Yeah. So for my for for the clinician essentially when you come so a typical day would be it will start uh the Opal team starts working at seven thirty to eight seven days a week mm-hmm. I think uh, three sixty five days a year so usually what happens that you come in the morning you the team proactively goes to emergency department as well as the acute medical unit and goes and selects the patients that are appropriate to be seen throughout the day and we del- prepare a list. By that time, when the consultants and the doctors arrive, they arrive, they restart work at 8 and the clinician and the team starts work at 7.30. Then we start doing rounds with these patients, which means get them seen as soon as possible. The first uh, catch up with all the team members happens at 9.30 in the morning when we have a discussion of what is the day looking like, how many patients do we have, how many patients we have seen up till and, you know, catching up on the previous day work. Mm. Then from there onwards, we just keep on reviewing patients. Uh, again, at two o'clock in the afternoon, we have another catch up where we review what we have done till morning and then what needs to be done thereafter till the eight o'clock at night. But throughout the day, we tend to get uh, Opal Plus calls from the different sectors like West Midlands Ambulance Services or the community team, like the advanced nurse practitioners or the care home teams. Mm. Other things, and when we do the virtual consultation, uh, in between, 
if we have we have to touch base with some meetings for open plus and develop the person that we liaise with the project manager sunny and matt and then we do meetings as well so that's pretty much for the clinicians mm. and to follow up from what um abby said about the project management side of things and where we start to get involved so because there's two of us we both know very clearly where our strengths are so we work very very closely in and i'm, I'm sure matt will explain his strengths um um, in, in our little partnership mm-hmm. that we've got going. So for me, a, a typical day is, like Abby said, is contacts with the team on a daily basis um, and making sure things are running smoothly, making those associations and those networks with our community colleagues. Um, at the moment, we're trialling some digital equipment out in the community um, with the WAMAS colleagues. Mm-hmm. So we're streamlining that, making sure that's happening, any troubleshooting with that, problem solving with that, and liaising with our digital um, colleagues with that as well. Um, so a lot of that is what I would probably focus on. Again, setting up meetings, setting up the dialogue and the communication, um, looking at um, the successes as well as the flaws. And if there are some flaws and learning, how are we going to do that? How are we going to put that together? And, present that to the team so that's probably my part of our role mm-hmm. yeah so I, I come from a finance background which is very data driven so my strengths lie in data analysis mm-hmm. uh, in trying finding patterns and, and, and measuring performance mm-hmm. so with a lot of the changes that we're putting in it's making sure that we are recognizing the benefits we are delivering and reporting them showing off the successes learning from them and having those regular feedback sessions as well as liaising with the wider um, emergency department transformational team on things that they're doing and how we can either tag into that and use that so if they're coming up with new pathways how can Opal Plus um, take advantage of that but also so to see the effects that we're making on our what on the wider um, emergency department performance. I think in addition to that these, these both also try to link up the different connections that mm-hmm. Opal Plus have like Solihull Rapid Response, the ANP team at Birmingham Community Healthcare, mental team. So they uh, they usually try to get feedback from them and try to convey this message to the Opal Plus team. It's, it's like a two-way two-way system that we we take feedback from them and then we redevelop and they feed, take feedback from us. So that usually helps in the smooth functioning of the different members and the different aspects of Opal and Opal Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I'd like to thanks for that, Abby. There's a compliment there somewhere. <laughs> um, I think I, I hope what, what we offer as project managers is to offload some of that stuff from the clinical team so that can, they can focus on mm-hmm. our patients. So we're doing that that stuff behind the scenes and the background stuff that they don't have to. Um, Matt's definitely the number guy and I'm definitely the person, people person um, out of our little partnership. So I, I, I'm glad. Thank you. That's really nice of you to say that, actually. What's the most rewarding aspects of your role? And is there a challenging aspect? Yeah, the most rewarding aspect is patients are happy and they are managed in their own environment. And we are make, able to make a small difference so that they they get they get the right treatment at the right place and most at the right time as well. The challenging is obviously because you work with different sectors and they're different members of different teams. So sometimes you have some, you know, they're because all not all five fingers the same. <laughs> so, so you need to try to balance things out and be a bit, you know, try to get everybody on board with the discussions and changes that are happening. And, um, you know, when you make a bit of change in any organization, there are lots of you know challenges that we try as a team to you know 
go over it mm. and then take feedback and work on it from, from there. And I think because I come from a clinical role, I'm, I'm probably a bit similar to Abby in that sense. Um, when I can see the successes from the patient stories, that's, yeah. that, drive, that really does drive me. We've had so many little um, successes on a daily basis, really, haven't we, in the last three three months, which just just completely drives me. Just, just the passion for it is there when you can yeah. see the, the small successes that run into the, the big ones. But certainly, again, the patient stories is what, like, you just know you're doing a really good job yeah. when... We had um, a patient that was 100 years old um, that we were able to keep at home just before Christmas to celebrate um, Christmas with his family and not have to convey him to hospital because all he needed was a course of antibiotics. You know, we I spoke to the daughter directly actually in, in that scenario and it brought me to tears because she was just so grateful that she was able to have that precious time with the yeah. father that no one can offer and 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 you know no one can take away now because we, we've given it to her so certainly that those are definitely the, the drives for me again um the challenges and the barriers again like abby said because we're working across partners um that work very differently that have very different systems mm-hmm. that have very different processes and protocols it's kind of matching those up and aligning those with what we're trying to achieve um, and that takes time people are still trying to recover from covid in, yeah, in the past two years so you know we do appreciate that and, and respect that completely but it does sometimes just put us sort of into gear one when actually we want to go like gear four um we're very respectful of that because we're, we're, we're I'm from a clinical background and Matt's you know from his background so we're very respectful of you know people having to deal with all that kind of stuff yeah so we've had some great feedback and, and stories as, as Sally said and just seeing the numbers double means that we're now having twice as many mm. of those stories mm. which is fantastic um to echo Abby and Sunny, um, working across organisations always has its challenges, as well as across divisions just within mm-hmm. um, the organisation. But even though it's a challenge, everyone's trying to do their best for the patient. Yeah, um, and each insight that you get, you, it may come across as a challenge to begin with, but it's coming from the right place and it's how we as a team work out, okay, Thank you for your feedback. Now, how do we improve this together? Mm-hmm. Which have been, which we, we have had some really good working relationships with our colleagues at One Mass BCHC, the Mental Health Trust, the Intermediate Care Centres, and within the OCA team. Yeah. And how has the pandemic and COVID affected your team? Has it affected it in any way? Is your service still operating the same? Did it have a negative impact? Like, what's the last two years been like? I, I think from the uh, perspective of Opal, obviously the pressure had increased mm-hmm. during the pandemic. But from Opal Plus, it really helped accelerate the process because we were able to do lots of virtual consultation, which was the norm in the pandemic trust to have less patient interaction. And overall, the it it really helped develop the Opal Plus service. Hence, we have, we were very grateful that UHV charities were able to you know sponsor us to get a project manager for the Opal Plus service. Uh, I think the pandemic helped the Opal Plus service in a very good way and and it had developed dramatically. And you can see we have what project managers with mm-hmm. us at the moment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think the silver lining with COVID is that it has helped just to reinforce collaborative work. And I think we've 
the, the trusts throughout the, the, the country, you know, know that collaborative working is the way forward. Mm-hmm. Digital is the way forward. I think COVID's taught us that everything's online nowadays and you, you meet and greet people online. So, you know, that definitely has helped push the Opal project, Opal Plus project even, um, going forward. The vision is try to get Opal Plus. Uh, currently, the Opal Plus is being provided by the QE or QE Hospital Opal team. Mm. So in future, there is a there is a vision to expand Opal Plus at all sites, which means oh, we'll have Opal Plus team at Good Hope Hospital and Heartlands Hospital. Currently, uh, there's no team at uh, there's no Opal team at Solihull Hospital, because uh, for this reasons. But that's the vision, and then for that we will probably need more and more more and more uh, different probably have a separate team which will be able to you know switch between sites and go and deliver this service mm. at the same time i think more collaborative working with community is important to increase the number of calls that we're having but at the same but then we have to ensure that because this service is only being delivered by one site at the moment mm. yeah. so we are we are a bit restricted in the number of calls that we would be able to take but once this service starts expanding then hopefully I think Skype would be the limit and most of the calls that as much as possible that we would be able to take. And I think my vision for that is to try and get it done before November. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, Abby's right. Um, And so is Matt from from a numbers perspective. The numbers are increasing. We can see that. We've got evidence of that. It's just making sure that the team can uphold that. Really, because what we don't want to do is advertise it. Everyone can ring us. We're happy to support mm. anyone, and then we can't actually give that yeah. back. We can't actually mm. offer that. So it's really important to get the expert ends um, up and going. We're in the process at the moment that the teams are coming over to QE to shadow the Opal Plus team at QE and become familiar, build that rapport with each other as well, um, and understand what Opal Plus can offer so that they can take that back to their respective mm. sites. And we start then looking at the infrastructure of setting up those those um, Opal expert ends at, at each site. And more so, what we, we, will, we would like to do is keep and maintain the quality of service we are delivering, which mm-hmm. means the association we have with the current community team, we, we will make sure that we maintain the quality. Obviously, we want to increase the quantity of calls, but the quality we need to make sure that we are doing assessments and getting feedback, which is obviously good at the moment, and as much as possible. The more feedback we get from different teams as well as patients, we we get confident that mm-hmm. we are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I probably would take this opportunity to thank everyone that's been involved or had contact from us or emails from us or text messages from us or phone calls because without those people, we wouldn't be as far mm-hmm. as we are now um, and we certainly wouldn't get any further without their contribution and, and involvement as well. So it's just an opportunity to thank everyone that we've even had a slight encounter with over the last couple of months to help, to help us get to this point. Yeah, and the fabulous uh, Opal team or yeah. QE including the team lead Donna and the other consultants that we have working with and all the therapists and obviously all the project team mm-hmm. and the different sites which are bearing with us mm-hmm. in the moment because uh, Matt said that we have now access to different sites mm-hmm. you know acute medical unit surgical assessment unit as well as same day emergency care units so we can streamline if we feel the Opal Plus patients need to come to hospital, which most of them don't. But if mm. part of them needs to come to hospital, then we can streamline so that they go to go to the right place rather than wait being waiting ED mm. to be assessed by the right speciality. Mm. And it 
it's 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 a growing and learning process as we go through. Yeah, of course. So as we're learning more and more about the cohorts of patients that have to come in, we constantly are looking for is there a better or alternate way that this patient could be treated? Do they have to come to ED? Are there wider community teams that, that and, or are there other options within the trust that we can use? So it's it is an evolving um service which is really exciting actually mm-hmm. really exciting well i'm really excited to see the future of open on april plus i think it's amazing what you're able to do for patients and the difference and just hearing your stories as well i love hearing patient stories that makes my job really rewarding as well so i can imagine for you guys actually deal with that hands-on is incredible so i'm definitely excited to see where you will end up in the future with this and it's it's just lovely to see how passionate staff are about patients i know that you're supposed to be anyway but when you actually sit down with people and hear the stories i think it's lovely so thank you for talking to me guys and oh, thank you sharing us. your no thank you for giving us the platform yeah. to share our stories and what we are able to do which is very good yeah you're more than welcome <laughs> more than welcome <laughs> A huge thank you to Abby, Sunny and Matt. And if your department would like to feature on the podcast, please do get in touch. And if you can share these episodes and leave a review, that is always most appreciated. Have a fab weekend and I'll be back next week.